praise you, Lord, I praise you, oh, I praise you, yes, I praise you, how I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you, oh, I love you, yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my love, Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy, so to read Psalm chapter 1 and we're going to read from verse 1. The Lord spoke to me um, this week. Um, the promise for this month as we've entered into um, the month of November. God has given us a beautiful promise. The promise is whatever you do shall prosper. Whatever you do shall prosper. This month whatever you do shall prosper. There are certain conditions to that promise. And we're going to go through that in order to inherit the promise that God has for us. We need to meet certain conditions. So let's read from verse 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and day night. They are like the trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. And I'm not going to go into the verse which says that they are like the tree planted by the rivers of water, because the Lord spoke to us about that last month, right? Uh, or a month before that. Um, the message was, what is it? Um, living water, I guess. So, we have the message about how, when we are planted by the rivers of living water, how we'll bring forth fruit. But today's message is, everything you do shall prosper. In your life, you may think, Lord, many times I attempted to do certain things, but it didn't prosper. Whatever I tried, Lord, it didn't happen. But now, this month, God is saying, whatever you do, do you want it to prosper in your life? Do you want whatever you do to prosper in your life? There's a secret to it. There's a secret to it. The secret is, meditate on the word of God day and night. I'm going to show you how to meditate on God's word day and night. Is it possible to meditate on God's word? Yes, it is. Can we meditate on God's word day and night? How can we meditate on God's word day and night? If that is the secret to success, how can we meditate on God's word day and night? Now, God's word is so pure. God's word is so potent. It is so powerful. It is so powerful that even Jesus Christ compares that to a tiny mustard seed or even yeast, which is even tinier than that, right? If you made bread, you know, when you put that yeast with the dough, that yeast powder, the grains are so tiny. It's even tinier than the mustard seed. Jesus says, yet what do they do? It goes inside the dough, the yeast, and after that, you leave it overnight, it expands. Something happens there. The yeast has that power to cause the dough to expand. And so, the kingdom of God, Jesus, compares the yeast with the dough, and he compares the mustard seed to the mustard tree. There is a process. 
there's something that is going on supernaturally here. It's the law of God. God is the giver of life. He gave life. Jesus Christ is life. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were created through God. And it was through Jesus Christ. And so even whatever we see, tiny microbes and anything that has life, any organism, we know it was created by Christ, Jesus Christ, by the Lord God Almighty. In our lives, you and I as human beings in this world, we deal with so many things. A lot of times we see people who manipulate. A lot of times we see circumstances that are against us. A lot of times we see financial circumstances. All of a sudden things happen like one, two, three. All of a sudden car breaks down, then the tire goes off. And then what happens? The brakes are gone. And then something else happens. The doorknob comes off. And what else is left? Right? You think like, oh boy, so many things are happening. What in the world is going on? If you put the Lord your God first in your life. If he would become your dwelling place, your habitation. God guarantees he will take care of you. Even if five things break down. God is able to bring something good out of that. And so, prospering. How can you prosper? How can I prosper before God? I want to bring up the scripture where it says, Beloved, I wish that you prosper in your body as you prosper in your soul. There's a proportion, there's a divine proportion. As you prosper in your soul, let your body prosper. As you spiritually prosper, you physically prosper. As you spiritually prosper, you physically prosper. I want to repeat that. As you spiritually prosper, what will happen? You physically prosper. How many of you can testify, as you started coming to God, whatever looked impossible, all of a sudden seemed possible. Things that you thought you couldn't do before, all of a sudden you feel like, yes, I can do that. Right? That is the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. When your soul begins to prosper, your body begins to prosper. Your mind begins to prosper. In relation to your soul's prosperity, God says your body, your finances, your relationship, everything is bound to prosper. You know why? In the kingdom of God, there is no failure. In the kingdom of God, there is no poverty. In the kingdom of God, there is no ultimate death. We have glory, right? When we die, we enter into eternal life. We don't die. Jesus says, he who is born again, They don't die. What do they do? They have passed from death to life. And so, how do we prosper? What is the secret to prosperity? A lot of people go for financial seminars and see, what is the shortcut? How can I win that lottery? Or or how can I go here? How can I get extra money? How can I do this? How can I do that? Working hard is good. We all need to work hard. But we should not be obsessed with working. Our work shouldn't become our God. Let God be God. Our work should not become our God. And so, the Bible says, Those who meditate on his word day and night, whatever they do, shall prosper. Now, if you want to fill a cup with fresh water, and you already have coffee from two days ago, What will you do in order to fill that cup with fresh water? You will go and 
pour the old stale dirty coffee out in the sink. Nobody is going to say, I'm not going to waste this, I'm going to drink it. What? Nobody is going to do that. Even if you love coffee so much, if you know it's from two days ago, you are going to dump it out. The Holy Spirit is speaking today. Dump your old life. You want prosperity? Dump it. Once and for all. God is a big dumpster. Where he says, sin belongs there. The old life belongs there. And God says, walk over here. Even though God's way is narrow, even though he says, walk in the narrow path, his narrow path is a glorious path. It's a beautiful path. It's a path full of peace and glory. And so, the Holy Spirit has this beautiful principle operating in the lives of each believer who have made their choice to say, Lord, let your kingdom come in my life. How will God's kingdom come in my life unless we part with the kingdom of darkness? Right? There has to be a definite parting away from the kingdom of darkness. Dump your old coffee. And then what you do? After you dump it out, what do you do? Do you say, oh well, I dumped it. Now I'm going to pour water and I'm going to drink it. Do you do that? No. What do you do? You wash it. You wash it. You wash it. You just wash it. Just rinse it. I'm sick and tired of washing this cup. So I'm just going to rinse it. Oh, a little bit at the bottom looks dirty. But that's okay. I can drink dirty water. Dirty water. Oh, it goes in my stomach anyway. Let me drink dirty water. Do we do that? No. You don't like to drink dirty water. Why not drink dirty water? You don't want to, right? Because you don't like it. Because you know it's not healthy. And there's something about dirty. Right? When it comes close to you, you say, I don't want that. When it comes to our soul, if we are blinded, if we don't know the difference between good and bad, if we don't know the difference between what is light and what is darkness, we are going to go to dirt because we don't know. We've seen little kids, right? They don't know a lot of times. What is good, what is not good. They will try paint, they will try chalk, (laughs) whatever they see they'll try to put in their mouth because they simply don't know. If you see an adult sitting with a chalk piece and they're saying, I like eating chalk piece, we know there's something wrong with that person. But if you see a kid eating it, you know, the kid doesn't know, he's just trying something out. But what do you do as a parent? Do you say, well done, good eating chalk piece? No. We're going to say, no, you don't eat that, that is not food. We differentiate the difference between food and non-food items to our children. They will try anything. They don't know. Sometimes it can be a chili pepper. They can just take it and put it in their mouth and they'll scream. Why? Because they don't know. God is such a good father. He trains his people so beautifully. He has his word. The word of God. The Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How can we walk in this world without the word of God? How can he even think that, oh, I can live without God's word? How can he think I can walk in this world without the light? Unless we think we have some super laser kind of a camera with some light glowing when you walk. 
As I walk, if there's no light, my eyes shine and there is a glow that comes between my feet. I don't care if there's sun, I don't care if there's moon. Only God can do that. We can't. Same thing for our soul. We can never think we can live without the word of God. For our soul, that is the light. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the Holy Spirit says over here, If you want the word of God to be in your heart, and if you want to meditate on God's word day and night, the Bible says you take God's word, just like you take the coffee cup, just like you cleanse it, just like you empty it, just like you wash it, just like you fill it with clean water. What do you do? You go take your heart to the Lord. And what do you do? You say, Lord, take away my old coffee out. Take away the stale things out. Take away whatever is old out, Lord. Remove it out of my life, Jesus. Take it out, Lord. Take it out. And then what do you do? Ask the Lord, Lord, wash my cup with your blood. Cleanse it with your blood. And what do you do next? You do not leave it empty. You don't leave your cup empty. What do you say? Lord, fill my cup with your manna with your living water and as god fills our cup with his living water what happens when we drink it it brings life to our soul it brings life to our body it brings life to every single cell in our mind in our brains in our blood vessels everywhere it goes the word of god what does it do it empowers us to do what god wants us to do it's a glorious principle that the holy spirit has given to us. So, how do you practically, how do we apply that in our lives? How do you do that? It's easy to think about coffee and cup, but how will you do it in your spiritual life? How do you take God's word? How do you put it in your heart? How do you hide it in your heart? As the psalmist says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. How will you take the word of God? How will you hide it? Sometimes we think, right? If there's only a lock and key that I know to my heart that I can open it, I can take it and put it. Oh, I will do that. But how can I really do it in the spiritual realm? Because we are spiritual beings. We are not just physical beings. We are spiritual beings. How do we do it? So God has this beautiful channel called prayer. We go into the presence of the Lord. We say, Lord, look at my cup. Our bodies are the temple of the Lord. Look at my vessel, Lord. See if there's anything that is not pleasing to you. Anything that is old, anything from my old life, anything that shouldn't be there, anything that is stale, anything, Lord, that's distasteful. I'm giving myself over, Lord, to emptying that out. See? I want to empty it out, Lord. Emptying is our part. That's what we see in Psalm chapter 1. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. So before we know God, what do we have? We have the advice of the wicked. We have the ways of the world. And what do we do? We stand around with sinners. We don't do anything else. We don't know what else to do. Or join with mockers. We think that's fun. Making fun of other people is funny. Right? A lot of times we think, but it's not funny. God doesn't say that that's funny. You make fun of other people. Put people down. It's not funny. So what are the things you need to empty yourselves out? Number one is gossip. A lot of times people don't think gossip as harmful. It is very, very harmful. Gossip is harmful to the soul. Gossip is worse than a bad 
coffee. Coffee gone bad. <laughs> Whatever it is, gossip is bad to the soul. So God says, you know what? Don't get the input of the world. If you have the input of the world, it's high time you empty that mug. If you have the input of the world, if you have been programmed by the world all these years, if your mind has been programmed by the ways of the world, by the media of the world, by the movies of the world, by the talk of this world, by worldly association, God says, you have to empty it out. Number one. Number two, then God says, once you empty it out, how do you empty it out again? You go to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to part with this. I am dumping it out today. I'm not going to have part with the old way of living. Whatever was old, because I have a new life now. Old and new cannot go together. So I'm going to empty that out, number one. Number two, what are we doing? We are going to delight ourselves in the Lord. How do we delight ourselves in the Lord? If we don't love the word, we cannot say, I love the Lord. Right? A lot of times people say, I love the Lord. My family loves the Lord. My neighbor loves the Lord. But they have nothing to do with the word of God. Do they really love the Lord? No. What does love mean? Right? Love means you really do that which is pleasing to the person. And so when we say, I delight in the law of the Lord, I delight in God, I really delight in God more than candy, more than something that you really need, more than pizza for some people, more than whatever your favorite thing is, you delight. That means that is your favorite thing. That is your favorite thing. Is Jesus your favorite person? Is Jesus your favorite, 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 favorite about every favorite? Is Jesus your superstar? Is Jesus your all in all? If it is so, then God says, what is the byproduct of that? You're going to be reading his word. You're going to be meditating on his word. You're going to say, I want to know what Jesus has told in his word. What did he say? I want to know what he said. Because I want to do what he said. Because I love him. I want to please him. And what will Jesus do then? He says, oh, I'm going to give you everything you want. Because the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that beautiful? Because he says, my daughter and my son, they want to please me. Whatever you touch shall prosper. This month, just have that in your mind. Whatever you touch it shall prosper. Whatever you do shall prosper. If you want whatever you do to prosper, you have to follow the condition that goes with it. A lot of times we can get prophecies. We can get prophecies over our lives. We can get promises from God. We need to know that all the promises and prophecies will be fulfilled in our lives if we are a candidate, right? If we are open to that and say, Lord, I need to do my part. I need to do my part. Anybody can become a president of the United States, provide their citizen, right? And have their age. But they have to win the election, right? Anybody can. It's equal opportunity in the kingdom of God also. Anybody can get to the Lord and prosper in every possible way. But the Lord says, do you really love me? Or are you just coming after me for just for bread and for fish? Say, Lord, just feed my belly, Lord. Lord, just give me a house, Lord. Lord, just, um, I need some chicken today. Lord, I need some uh, food today. Lord, I need um, my children to get married. Or Lord, I need um, some uh, finances today. Lord, I need this today. So Lord, please do a miracle. How many times, you know, I know personally people have done that. 
Lord, if you do this for me, I will follow you for the rest of my life. They are so desperate to get what? The material thing. They say that in their desperation, that if you do this, that, you know, that's how much, how bad they want that thing. It's not that I, I will serve you, Lord, anyway. Anyway, because I love you. So what happens many times, when they say, Lord, I'm running after you for material thing. Once that happens, they try to do it initially, and then after that it goes, because their eyes are on the bread and fish. But if you say like today, like how we sang, follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow. Wherever, Lord, wherever you take me, I will go. If we are of that sort in our hearts, God says, whatever you do, it shall prosper. That means your reading, your writing, your singing, your job, your relationship, your memory, your health, your house, your kids, your grandkids, whatever you can add on in your bucket, in your basket, God says everything you touch shall prosper. So he said, right, your food will prosper, your basket will prosper. You're going out will prosper and you're coming in, you shall prosper. How come? Many times we see many of God's people not inheriting what God has for them because they loved their first love. God is speaking to our hearts today. Return to your first love. Return to your first love. It's not that Jesus and something else. Oh, Jesus and my own way. I'll have Jesus too. God never says Jesus too. It has to be all Jesus. All Jesus. Jesus cannot be, I have everything and Jesus too. Jesus must be our all in all. May the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. Lord, help me to return to my first love. Help me to love you with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. Help me to have that, that innocence, that joy, the zeal that I have. I need to have. If I fall in love, how I will feel that intense emotion with the Lord Jesus Christ. That passion. Love Him with passion. Love Him wholeheartedly. Love Him joyfully. Reading the Bible should never be a chore. Praying should never be a chore. It has to be from a joyful heart. It shouldn't be like, oh, I gotta finish this, I gotta do this, and I need to get this done. We need to say, Lord, I will do this because I love you. I want to read because I want to know your heart. Lord, I want to pray because I want to talk to you. Lord, I cannot be without talking to you. Only those who say I cannot be without talking to you are the ones who will be meditating on his word day and night. Because it's an exchange that takes place. Meditating on God's word means while you meditate on his word, he speaks to you. When he speaks to you, you talk to him. When you talk to him, he speaks to you. When he speaks to you, you talk to him. There's a constant communication going on. It's not like yoga meditation. Just take the word Jesus and sit down and just meditate on Jesus. No. It's communication with Jesus Christ. As you read his word. His word is life. The word of God is life. It imparts life to every area. Whatever we cannot do, that word of God, it is so potent. It will cause us to do it. Whatever, even if we can't open our fingers, the word of God is so powerful. 
If we put God first, wherever you feel is hindered, that you are not able to go forward, God is speaking. This is a prophecy, God is speaking. Whatever area you feel, Lord, I'm not able to move forward, I'm hitting a wall every time. God says, you put me first and see what I can do for you. You meditate on my word day and night and see what I can do. But before meditating on God's word, what did I say you need to do? Or what did the Spirit of the Lord say we need to do? Empty the old stuff away. The bitterness, the anger, the hurt, the pain, the vengeance, whatever it is. Self-pity is a big thing. We need to empty all those out and say, Lord, you fill me. You fill me with the living water. I don't want the old life anymore, Jesus. I want your new life. The newness of Jesus Christ will overtake everything. Once you taste his living water, you will give up coffee. Which is true. Once you taste the living water, you're going to say, this is what I want. Once you taste living water, you're going to say, I don't want my old life. And don't go out and say that. I said that you're not going to like coffee anymore. It's just an illustration. Once you taste the Lord Jesus Christ. When I say taste, really taste him. Really taste him. When you really taste Jesus Christ. You're going to say, oh, take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Bye-bye. Happily we say bye-bye. We're never going to say, oh, I don't know, I'm going to part with, I'm going to part with, and I'm going to cry, and I'm going to part with my own life. I don't think I can ever go back. Can I go back once in a while? That's not how it's going to be. You're going to jump, run, hop, skip, and say, I told somebody, I said, a little while ago, before we started the service, learn to kick. In our spiritual lives, learn to kick. Especially when it comes to the things of the enemy, kick the enemy as fast as you can. Never be slow. When it comes to your old life, kick it out of your life immediately. So when you're saying bye, it's not a pleasant bye. You're never going to, it is going to be saying bye. That's it. I'm not turning again towards you. My face is towards the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if you escape, right, from prison, imagine a prisoner all of a sudden schemes how to escape and he escapes out of prison. How do you think he's going to escape from prison? How do you think he's going to escape from prison? He's going to run. He does not want to be there even for a second. Nobody would think that he's going to cry, turn around, look at his cell and cry over it. Oh, you kept me there for 60 days. Now I'm parting with you. I'm so sorry that I'm leaving you. But I got to go anyway. Do you think anybody would stand and have a conversation with the prison cell? Or feel sorry for the prison guard who brought brought food? No. They don't care. Because they want the new life. They want sunshine out there. God is speaking to your heart. Don't toy with sin. Because it's the worst enemy. Worse than a prison cell. Worse than any Remote, private, high security, maximum security, underground prison cell. Satan will keep you longer than you know. Treat you harsher than you can understand. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to come just like a prisoner who will jump out of the prison cell. See, if they have the drive to do that, if somebody wants to escape... Yeah, I've heard stories of how they got like little things and how they scraped the wall and how they came and how they climbed over the bar and 
fences and how they escaped. You know how hard it is? But imagine the drive those people had to come out. Do we have the same drive to come out of the old life and say, Lord, I want to inherit the new, I want to inherit everything that you have for me. I don't want, Lord, my old life. I don't want this old coffee. I don't want that. When I know I have something far better that you can offer, I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose life. The Lord says, choose life. Choose life. So, God is promising us this month of November. No matter how bleak your future may look, no matter how empty your path may look, He is promising you, whatever you do, it shall prosper. Just make sure your coffee mug is empty and it's clean. So he can fill you. It's not enough just to clean it and just take it away and go away somewhere. You need to go and get it filled. It's so important. That's what someone says. You put away what you need to put away. And then what you do? You fill yourself with what you need to fill yourself. That's what delighting yourself in the word of God is. Day and night. May God continue to speak to our hearts. Hold on to the promise that God is giving you. Say, Lord, no matter what happens in this month. See, the beautiful thing about the promises of God is, once God gives the promise, usually the next day something opposite will happen. I don't know if you have seen that. I've seen that all the time. When God says something good is going to happen, He's going to bless you today, the next minute something will crash, something worse will happen. Doesn't mean that God lied. His promises are not true. No. You know what? Satan comes full force. He says, oh, God said he's going to bless you. Look what I'm going to do. I am going to rob that blessing away by giving you a problem so that you can doubt my promise. So when we look at the problem, what do we say? Oh, no, he said he'll bless, but look what happened. There goes your promise. You let it go. But what you need to do at that time, when you see something opposite happening, you're going to say, all right, so what? He said I will prosper. I shall prosper. I'm going to see how I'm going to prosper. I'm going to see how my God is going to prosper me. So what this happens? He is going to cause me to prosper even beyond that. Because God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or imagine. May the Holy Spirit continue to speak to our hearts. May the Lord help us to not walk by sight, but walk by faith. I want to repeat it again and again and again and again. The kingdom of God is not made out of hands. We are not just physical beings. We are spiritual beings in a supernatural world. Many times we are not able to see the demonic spirits. We are not able to see the schemes of Satan. That's why Jesus says, don't live like you are not aware of the devices of the enemy. I'm warning you already. That's what Jesus said. So, when we know what the enemy is about, what is our job, what is our responsibility, just have our antennas up. Be alert. Not to go in a panic mode. Oh, that means I'm living in a spiritual world. Demon here, demon there. Demon there, demon here, demon here, demon here, demon here, demon here, demon there. That's not how God wants us to live. Demons are everywhere, but who is there with you? You have to say, Jesus here, Jesus here, Jesus here, Jesus here, Jesus here. Everywhere I go, I'm taking who? Jesus with me. So what? Demon here, demon there, Jesus here, Jesus here, Jesus here, Jesus here. That's how you have to go. Anytime you see something happening bad, 
What do you say? Jesus here, Jesus here, Jesus here. That means when Jesus Christ in you goes near that situation, that has to bow down to Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, not because I'm a hero, because of Jesus Christ who is living inside me. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. No matter what happens, the Bible says, no matter what happens, the earth may quake, whatever may happen, all the mountains may fall, everything can happen, tsunami can come, even the whole place underneath can shake. Our hearts should not tremble. You know why? The Lord who made heaven and earth is living inside us. When we are aware of the king of the universe living inside us, you're second to none. Nobody can touch your life. Nothing can happen to you unless he gives them the permission. Nothing can happen to you. Nobody can touch your car. Nobody can touch your money. Nobody can touch what belongs to you unless he gives that permission. If I am in him and he gives the permission, he is never going to allow something to hurt me. It's only for my good. May God help us to have a deeper understanding and say, Lord, no matter what it is, I'm going to rest in your faithfulness. I shall prosper. This month, I shall prosper. Whatever I do shall prosper if I empty my cup and I wash it and I go to him and I fill it with the word of God. Fill it with the presence of God. That I meditate upon his word day and night. Not fill my mind with gossip. Not fill my mind with entertainment. Not fill my mind with other stories. But fill my mind with God's word. How can I fill my mind with God's word if I don't read, right? That's a good question. We need to be proactive in reading God's word. We need to be proactive in reading God's word. It shouldn't be a chore, it should be a delight. Make it your priority to prioritize Jesus Christ in your life. Let Jesus Christ be number one, and I guarantee he'll make you number one wherever you go. If Jesus Christ is number one in your life, He will make you number one wherever you go. Shall we close our eyes and stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God of heaven and earth, I know you have spoken to our hearts. Whatever we do, it shall prosper. Help each one of us to take the step. Oh, Lord putting you first in our lives really really falling in love with you Jesus delighting in you getting back to our first love that you become our first love Jesus all the time all the time night and day you become our priority we get consumed with you may Jesus become our obsession may Jesus become our fascination May Jesus become our talk. May Jesus become our imagination. As we sang today, Jesus, 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 I've got him on my mind. May Jesus become our all in all. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray that you'll think the simple yet profound truth in the spirits of your people, Lord. May you become all in all. May we make you number one in our lives.
so you can prosper us and make us number one in everything we do. May we prosper, Father. For that is your heart. You want your children to be number one. You want your children to prosper in everything. That's why you said you would place them above everything, everyone else, every other nation. When they put you first. Help us, Lord, to put you first. Help us, Lord, to make it a priority. Help us not to give any more excuses, Lord. Help us to be people of action. Help us to be people of integrity. Help us to be people of passion. I pray to work your word into our hearts. May we bring forth much fruit, O Lord. And we thank you for doing this. Thank you for this month of prosperity. That you will prosper the works of our hands. Whatever we do, you will prosper. That the divine favor of the Lord will go before us wherever we go. That you will make us prosper. You will make us the head and not the tail. To lend and not borrow. To be above and not beneath. For this is the will of God. Help us not to forfeit the blessing of God. Help us inherit everything that you have for us through Jesus Christ. By parting away with the old. And clinging to the eternal life, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for doing this. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, I praise you, I praise you.